0: In this country, some truths aren't self-evident. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as wide-ranging and real as the people who tell them, we celebrate the Black experience for all its soul and richness. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get podcasts.
1: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. This is a message to all the accountants out there. If you are worried that a robot is going to take your job, become a certified management accountant. You see, we are only programmed to mine data and crunch numbers. You'll have control over the strategy and the decision making. So become a CMA and robots like me will help you, not hurt you. Unless we short circuit. Then all bets are off. The CMA certification. You've got to earn it. Visit CMA certification.org for details.
2: Hey there, everybody, welcome aboard. You're on another stop on the Michelle Mission. Two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams of It's All Soul Wednesdays, 8 to 10 on G-Town Radio. Tonight, we are reviewing 2007's Talk to Me yeah. by director Cassie Lemons and starring Don Cheeto and Chiwa. And those dulcet tones that you heard correcting me was none other than (laughs) Tinsel and Tine's very own Leanne Lindsay, who brought this movie for us to review today. Yes. Yes,
0: I did. I'm so glad to be here to be the female voice this evening. And
2: we are so glad that you are here. Yeah, it's about time.
0: Yeah, it has been. I mean, I've been promising and thinking and saying... And then chickening out. And now I'm actually here. And now you were (laughs) acting Well you really you weren't really chickening out. I was chickening out. Seriously? Yeah. Because you guys go deep and long. (laughs) And
3: we should just let it let's pause, hold it there. Let everybody fill that in and continue.
0: I wasn't certain I had the stamina. Or just gonna keep just gonna keep just just gonna keep piling
3: on uh, uh, okay, all right, all right, all
0: right, but I'm here.
2: yes, yes, now you are here. Get the hell out <laughs> so um, Le- Leanne, you run a very successful blog out of Philadelphia called Tinsel and Tyne. Which, is it? Is it primarily a movie review
0: site? Yes. I, I mean, it's primarily a movie site. I don't like to call it a review site because then you start talking about yourself as a critic and I don't like to consider myself a critic. I'm just like, I love movies and I appreciate the people that can make them and mm. bring them to fruition in however way because it just takes a team and a village and so much talent and energy even for the for a movie that you don't particularly like. Right, right. So I like to think of Tinsel and Tyne as like uh, doing a little showcase for the films that I see. Oh, okay. Um, right. I mean, you know, I always bring my aesthetic and, you know, I give my overall opinion. Mm-hmm. But um, what I always think, you know, with critics, which makes sense uh, with the name, that they are looking for something to criticize. Right. They go to the movies looking to hate it, looking to find the flaws, looking to not enjoy it, where I am going to the movies for just the exact opposite. I love being at the movies, and I just like being in the presence of it all. And so it's not that I like everything, but I'm there looking for what I like. I, I'm there more for, you know, to, I don't know, to cheer it cheer it on. Okay. Rather than do, than rather knock than it down.
2: Knock it down. Yeah. Okay. All right. I appreciate that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: And you scold me with the name of your uh, your blog, Tinsel in Time, because uh, Tinsel, I take it you take from like you know Tinseltown. Tinseltown. You know. Right.
0: Exactly. Right. Exactly. But
2: Tyne T-I-N-E. I wondered where that came from. Do you know where time? What a Tyne is. I don't. Uh, I don't. Uh, I now know okay. because I've been educated by Leanne Lindsay, who yes. is butter cake inside the yes, Tribble Yes, I am. Okay. Um, but I'll let her tell you and our listeners exactly what a tine is and why it, it is used in the name of the blog. Yes.
4: Okay.
0: So the prongs on a fork are actually called tines. That's oh, their proper name. Oh, Very nice. So with the alliteration of the two T's, I, you know, I... Well, it did, you know, when I started way back in the day, I did think I was going to, you know, review films and review movies. And the idea was to go to a movie and then go to a restaurant that hopefully had something to do with the movie and try to put the food and the film together and it just... High concept. Like, oh my god, it's so much trouble. And it's too expensive <laughs> and it's, it was just like, I did it maybe twice. Right. And then <laughs> it was like, I'm done with that. That's not going to work for me. I'm going to just keep the name. <laughs> I'm just going to keep the name. Well, no, that wasn't the name at the time, believe it or not. It- <laughs> That's another story, but my <laughs> <laughs> I actually started blogging as a school project uh, at a data uh, was for a data communications course. Okay, and they made us do a blog just because my teacher was going to be away on vacation for a week, and he just gave us a a bull. Could, are we allowed to c- curse? No, no, not okay. really. <laughs> it right. goes on radio. So now. just uh, you know, uh, a project that <laughs> we, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> Really cared to do right, 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 right. And this was before blogs. You know, before people were professional bloggers right, or any right. of that. It was when people were still saying, "What is a blog?" You right, know? right.
3: Short for weblog. Yeah, they were saying yes. you were doing a weblog. Right, 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 right.
0: And so, just to be kind of facetious, I named it "Suck My Pretty Toes."
2: Oh, okay. Alrighty. And- <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then, that's a
2: side project that you've
0: got going on
3: <laughs> that actually finances this one time
0: because
2: yes. <laughs> <laughs> I realized this was an expensive
4: hobby <laughs>
0: Right, right. I need so I something need a little something <laughs> else <laughs> on the side right. <laughs> the toes keep the
3: lights on <laughs> these movies is good but, but the toes, toes keep the lights keep on <laughs> you want to eat prime ramble you want to eat ramen
2: <laughs> it's like these toes
0: <laughs> it was gonna just be suck my toes, but somebody had already had it. <laughs> so, um, so I added the prettiest
3: Right, 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 right. To separate yourself from suck from my the, toes, from the right. that's like a woman.
2: somebody had sucked my somebody, toes. So, somebody had so, sucked my toes, but they had
3: corns.
0: So, right. the soil. so I had to <laughs> make people, it nicer. As
3: people. Aren't quite so Good discerning, Yeah. Right. The strange, strange toes—they sucked, so and
0: made you know more feminine and Right, right, to right. The right. Whole the thing.
3: Suck my toes! is Actually, a dude named Earl out of Kentucky.
2: Right.
4: <laughs>
2: I tell you what, <laughs> these toes are made for sucking.
3: It's actually suck my toes. I tell you what, all one word. <laughs> Dot net.
0: <laughs> Dot farm. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and then he made me change the name to Tinsel and Time. No, um, no, I did. No, when I Earl, when I started, Earl got a
2: mean lawyer. Because Earl got a, a a lawyer, you may have heard of him, Mister Haney. Yeah, so welcome to the
4: show,
3: and we're off to a great start.
0: At any rate, eventually it did become tinsel and tine, and I, you know, I stopped reviewing restaurants for two reasons. One, it's expensive. Yes. Because nobody's paying you to eat for free. True. And two,
3: I couldn't take my clientele in there with me. <laughs>
0: And two, I realize that um, when you really read somebody who has that, I have a passion for food. I mean, I love to eat. Okay. I, I love to dine out. But I don't feel like it comes through in my writing.
4: Okay. As far okay. as its
0: food is concerned, like when you read somebody who really understands how to write about food,
3: right,
2: right, absolutely, it's a
0: whole different language. That, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a whole it's, different it's vocabulary, a real skill to it. It mm-hmm. is. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a vocabulary to make it interesting and not like be repetitive and yeah really bring something to the table and there's just so many blogs and you know sites that were doing it so luckily um what I did was I got in with a lot of PR companies that invite me to foodie events and then it turned into just Philly events mm-hmm. so um I cover events around the city things that uh you know go take a lot of pictures right do right. you know uh, definitely and then uh give the exposure back to what's what's going on and you know when it falls into the food category and every once in a while it falls into a food and film category then Mm -hmm. all the better
2: cool all right and if you when you come to philadelphia you will see leanne all around town and everybody knows her
4: hey lee Mm -hmm. hey it's
2: all the all the hands go up and and hugging her and she's cool she's Cool people. Uh, Absolutely. A, a sweetheart. Absolutely. A
3: sweetheart. Glad you're here. And we are glad that you are here. Just a, a pro, since you do like food, pro tip there's this restaurant. Um, I don't, it's called Red Lobster. <laughs> Here's it's the thing cheese biscuits. Exactly. Don't get the lobster. <laughs> they want you to get the lobster. Don't get the lobster. But the biscuits are fantastic. It's
0: awesome. I don't about know the if biscuits. You, Oh, right. no. It's, yes.
3: it's yeah. I'm sexy. just sharing information, right. I'm just sharing
2: information. I, I didn't know if she knew. Okay. So <laughs> we are going to get into our interview. But we uh, first, as always, as listeners of the show know, we like to, um, you know, they take their time to write us on Facebook and Twitter and as well as on Instagram. Yes. Um, and so we like to uh, share their oh, thoughts, absolutely. and especially since we've been asking questions of the day now, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. And I must have asked a good one because we got a lot of responses, but all bef- right. But before we do that, I got to go back into the way back machine, all right, of uh, the little wavy thing of Instagram where we heard from Dorian Missick. Dorian
4: ah! Missick, all right. yes. hey, what's up, Dorian? That's doing ah, it, I ah. believe,
2: definitely. Um, nice. He wrote to us about our conversation a few episodes ago in regards to um, KRS1's beatdown.
3: Yes. Uh, Yes, yes. He's a teacher of respect. (laughs) That's R E S P E C K.
2: I'm I'm drawing a blank on the group that he beat down. Also, what you need to put on his name. Oh, PM Dawn. PM Dawn, yeah. Uh, So, Dorian says in regards in regards to um, that beatdown, he said, uh, it was old school bully tactics. Not saying I condoned it, but I did laugh at the picture in the Source magazine, because I put up the the comic strip (laughs) in the magazine um, by uh, 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 Andre Day uh, of KRS-One throwing PM Dawn off the stage. Uh, He he continues, I wonder if uh, KRS-One had beef with X-Clan uh, if if he had beef with S clan would he have tried to throw Brother J off the stage? I'm going to say the answer is no. So did Dorian? Yeah. He said nah, but I bet he would toss Del the Funky sapien. He knew who to try. True. It made for good theater, though. Although Del was wiry, okay, Del true. Was, and tall actually. And so. then yeah,
3: Del might might pop him
2: twice. Yeah, he might. He might. He, he might. his no. pop pop. Yeah, he might. He 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 didn't want the the funky. Funky homo either. Um, by the way, he continues, okay. if he had tried that business with De La Soul, I guarantee Maceo would have shown him oh. something brand new. Oh,
3: you know what? I don't even want to get too far into it, but you could always tell people who actually liked hip-hop and people who were kind of tourists by whether or not they thought De La Soul actually were Kind of you know hippies and then the buddy video with the toy horns,
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah. They, De La Soul was always at ready. It was a period they were always at ready set. Yes, true. Because I think people were always trying. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. De La Soul is yeah. It's like them and Hammer. It's like them and Ham. They were not the ones to try. No, they weren't. Like, don't let them videos fool you.
2: Uh, we also heard from donald Ellie design uh, yeah
3: yeah yeah yeah, uh
2: who actually he wrote to us on Facebook as well as on on instagram he was he was trying to catch us and he caught us uh on <laughs> on Facebook, he wrote that he's been spending a lot of uh, his work time at his desk and during his commute catching up on the Michaud Mission podcast they are attempting to review every black film ever made in no particular order and it is highly entertaining All right. I'm also in love with Vincent's laugh there you go it's like ambrosia for your ears
3: we actually know each other from uh, the city paper. He's a great designer. That's what he says. Because
2: yeah, on yeah, Instagram, yeah, he said, designer. I've been following your pa- yeah. podcast since the first episode. I was a huge fan of Vince's social studies column in the city paper when I, many, which many I started reading yeah. when I worked there from 2005 yeah. to 11. I love listening to you guys talk and lately I've been trying to catch up on missed episodes. You ask if people should watch this film and as a white male, I feel that this should be required ve- viewing for white folk at least. And he's talking in regards to um, bam- bamboozle. Okay. I saw this at the Charles Theater upon its initial release in my freshman year of college and this will, film so. changed my life. It made me think twice about the music, the films, and the entertainment that I liked and valued at the time. Did I like something because it was good or did I like it because it perpetuated a stereotype that I was blind to before seeing this? Spike Lee will always hold a special place in my heart for making this film and changing my life. You guys didn't even touch on the killer soundtrack. Erica Badu's cover of Shaka's "Hollywood" arguably better than the original. Stevie Wonder's "Misrepresented People," "Black Is Black." Yeah. Anyway, keep up the great work. I'm a devoted fan. Yeah. Oh, that's a great letter. Yeah, I believe
3: that is the first appearance of Indiare
2: in Bamboozle on the Bamboozle 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 soundtrack? soundtrack. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's, you know, Spike,
3: we could do a, a side episode just on Spike Lee soundtracks. Like we were talking before, before we start recording about uh, the school Days soundtrack and, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you, and, and well, obviously our theme music. Like, there you go you know so yeah. but thank you thank
2: you thank you yeah, that's thank you donald we really appreciate absolutely. it absolutely and now that it takes us into um i want because I, I want to make sure i'm getting everything in order here uh don't mind me oh, oh excuse me we did also hear from uh steve tozen Yeah. six triple. Six dollar triple six million dollar yeah. triple
3: Who mentions that multi-million dollar triple household? That's
2: very true. Uh, He also mentioned that um, in regards to our review of Coonskin, Mm. dipping back into the Wayback Machine, he says that um, he mentioned that on on SoundCloud, he commented that he thought that this was the best um, Michelle Mission episode ever but he never uh, expounded on that so he took time to expound on that by saying I thought it was the best episode because for such a controversial movie one that can easily trigger one's emotions you guys approach the movie with accurate history and context something you just don't hear or see when race is the topic these days it's episodes like these these, that make them a show mission my favorite podcast shh Don't tell the black (laughs) triples. Wow. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Thank you very much. We try. We do. We we, really do try. We do. Yeah. You
0: guys are getting some major props. Whoa. We're trying.
2: It's
3: it's a nice community.
0: (laughs) Damn. And it's a great show. I I, I enjoy it. it. I, I enjoy it more, though, when I've seen the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. even though yeah. it's a great podcast to get people to watch a, a right, certain right. movie and mm-hmm. you know bring them to it or bring them aware, make them aware of it I just enjoy listening to you guys once I can you know think in my own head oh yeah or oh I hadn't thought of I that I think
3: either. that's kind of why we're trying to announce what the movie is yeah. so that
0: people can and watch it make and sure it's
3: kind of readily you know, available, available yeah. so
2: you know, but either you can- for free or for you know not too many a couple right. of dollars right. something like that And now here's our our Michelle Mission uh, question of the day from last week. And I don't know. I don't think I saw a response from you um, Leanne. So maybe you can answer now. Can you name a movie and or TV show that in your opinion is shot filmed for the female gaze?
0: Ooh. Well, I'm kind of cheating because I just went, um, uh, you know, International House at 37th and Chestnut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they are rebranding their film part of things to call it is called the Lightbox uh, Film Center. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I went to the launch That's opening awesome. last week. I, to uh-huh. I told you since a social stuff like that.
2: We're just a little itty bitty podcast, man. You. Nobody cares I, I, I about hang. us.
0: I need to have like a plus two. I did have a plus one, so it wasn't you.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> I did have plus one. It wasn't you. <laughs> no.
0: But no, they invited Allison Anders uh, there to to speak afterwards, and so I got to see her film, gas, food, and lodging. Which oh. I hadn't seen before, even though I've always loved Brooke Adams. Mm-hmm. Like she's mm-hmm. one of my my favorites, and so uh, you know, she was talking about the female gaze, and she said that um, you know, there's definitely male characters in the film. It's uh, it's about a mother who's. Trying to raise two teenage daughters in this very depressing um, desert-type town in, right. in Laramie, mm-hmm. and she's a waitress, and they live in a trailer park, and and you know, and so primarily, it's sort of like the three of them, their relationships, and how they interact with one another, and you know what they're hopes and dreams are for their lives and you know what's going on but you know her ex-husband is a part of it you know both of the girls have guys but um, Allison Andrews said during the movie all the men at some point came up to her and said I feel like my character's not quite it seems like there's something missing I just don't know what it is and she said what it is is that you guys aren't here to save anybody right Uh. you're not here here to be the main focal point of the movie this is not what's happening so that definitely I mean and she's a a director that's all about the female gaze and she's pretty cool I I actually have the whole Q&A up on my Twitter at Tinseltine if anybody wants to see it okay.
2: at Tinseltine check that out ladies and gentlemen Um, the mean black girl oh no I bet she's not mean (laughs) no she's not She's not. She's um, actually a former guest here, Charmaine. Um, oh, what's up, Charmaine? Charmaine. She mentioned, uh, she would say that Issa Rae's insecure okay.
3: is absolutely. shot for the
2: female gaze. I can yeah. kind of see that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can see that. Uh, Iz- Izzy Izuka on Instagram mentioned Magic Mike. And True Blood. Hmm. Interesting. Really? Well, I think Magic Mike goes without saying.
3: I don't know if it
0: does um, go without saying. I know. Saying. I don't think I would have said that. I don't know if it does. I
3: really? Mean, I, let me just say it. I've never actually seen Magic Mike.
0: Neither of them?
3: You, no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I'm a Philistine. You've seen neither of the Magic Mike's? <laughs> You haven't seen Magic Mike nor lived. Magic Mike Two: The Mickening.
2: <laughs> no, I haven't. I'm sorry, well, <laughs> but wh- I'm, I'm curious. Why wouldn't you say that Magic Mike, which is about male strippers?
0: Yeah, but I I don't. I guess when I i wouldn't think of it as from the female gaze, I mean, just because women are gazing upon all that hunky meat, you mean? Because.
2: Well, what it's do you not, define as the female gaze then?
0: I think it has more to do with female empowerment. Really? And female sensibility.
2: Interesting. That's not what none of, the, none of these chicks are thinking about. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they are not in your wheelhouse, Leanne. They are thinking with other parts.
4: Okay.
2: Ariel Johnson of a Malcolm Comics and Coffee House uh mentioned the movie Troy.
0: I don't know that movie. Okay.
2: You know, uh, with uh Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt
0: and um oh, where he plays Achilles. Oh, no. I've never seen it. You've, You've
3: never seen nice Troy?
2: Put down your mic, <laughs> um, but but she says uh, I would disagree about insecure and somebody I mentioned Queen Sugar. There are sexy men that those show both shows, give us time to appreciate, but those shows are too content heavy for me to say they <laughs> cater to the female gaze. Ariel don't like no storylines. I'm not watching those to see shirtless dudes. I'm watching because I am genuinely invested in the storyline. So she can discern. No, I I can't. If I'm looking at a guy, I can't be thinking about it. I just got to be looking at a guy. You know, see, that's your problem, Leanne. Your mind is all wrapped up in watching a movie. There's some movies where you are just supposed to look. Right.
0: Oh, I looked at Magic Mike. But... (laughs) As well as Magic Mike Two, the
2: micning. Exactly. I looked at it twice,
0: and I'll might, look at it again. I
2: might look at it when I go home. Right? <laughs> I'm looking at it
0: right now.
3: <laughs> you don't know what's on that on the screen.
0: And there's so much to look at. Oh, God. she actually
3: um. used the term "hunky meat." <laughs> Which made me a little uncomfortable. It's like wow, hunky meat.
0: But I don't. I mean, I mean, we can we can uh, you know look up what the fem- what the female gaze like if there's a definition. But I I believe it is about a movie from the point of view.
2: Right, right of, of, of that perspective. Of, of
0: what, right of a female, which doesn't necessarily have to be looking at a good-looking man. Right, right.
2: Mm. The female gaze is a feminist film theoretical term representing the gaze of the female viewer. It is a response to Laura Mulvey's term, the male gaze, which represents not only the gaze of the male viewer, but also the gaze of the male character and the male creator of the film. Mm. That sounds mm. like a lot of blo- gobbly gook
0: but closer to what I was saying
2: Right okay well look That's not what we're talking about All right. All right.
0: Well I don't know what you guys are talking we
2: ain't about on, We ain't on that life <laughs> Don't worry y'all, y'all talking about it
0: I mean if you're just talking about a movie That I'm just trying to watch For somebody I mean it would be something with Idris In it I mean You and Idris Everybody and Idris I mean come on
2: that's very true uh, Lee, <laughs> uh, He's a popular guy <laughs> At Brownlegs on Twitter said that she would say Magic Mike. Yes, see, Magic Mike is come on. And two movies that I I nec- don't necessarily think I would have said, one I'm not even aware of, How Stella Got Her Groove Back. That's, that's, that's
0: a good that one. That one I can that's go along yeah, I can go along with that.
3: Really? Yeah. Oh, Tate Diggs is absolutely useless in, yeah. in How he Stella is. Got oh, Her he Groove is. Back, except as they sort of parade him back and forth.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh and then she mentioned Vivica Fox Black Magic. I don't know that. i never seen uh, no. that.
3: Is, is that a straight to D V D film Because or, or, you know Vivica Fox well, I'm sure you know has this whole empire.
2: Yeah, she's on Empire. Straight,
4: oh,
3: now. No, 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 un empire. of oh, straight to D V D films and you know the films that kind of on T V. Oh really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Vivica Fox is, is, is a straight hustler.
2: Mm. Okay. Um and uh I just saw one other thing real quick. Uh uh okay, yeah. Uh at Stormy J14 Jamal Nuh, uh said at Mission Mission I would 110% recommend Baby Boy to people <laughs> just so they could hear you guys tear it to ribbons <laughs> and fully understand why. But he also asked his wife about something filmed with the female gaze, and she, she suggested uh, the TV series "Supernatural." Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. I know a lot of people. I, you know, it, it's funny he says that because I do know a lot of women. Most of the people that I know love that love supernatural, supernatural are women. Women. Are women.: Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So that might be, it might, it might actually be a thing. Yeah. yeah. He also sa- also uh, says that he finally got around to listening to our um, Tyler Perry's uh, Temptations. Yes, Temptation,
3: uh, a film by Tyler Perry.
2: Yes, and suggested uh, a question. Do you think that Tyler Perry beat Fifty Shades of Grey to the punch? Because these two movies feel very similar in many parts.
3: I've not seen Fifty Shades of Grey. Like I'm blissfully ignorant of that entire book. Like I know it was a uh, um Twilight fan fiction that then she flipped into a billion dollar thing, which, you know, don't knock the hustle, but I'm blissfully ignorant of Stephanie No, that's no, not e. J. Stephanie. No,
0: e. That's E. L. James.
3: Yeah, so I don't I don't know anything
0: I'm about it. Very versed on that. On Fifty Shades, read all the books and seen all the both the oh, movies, right, but yeah. oh. I have <laughs> d- never seen Temptation, so I can't compare. Them oh my God, you've never I've seen never Tyler Perry's seen. Temptation. I try to see very little Tyler Perry. Why? I, I, now, what happened
3: I, to? You? I'm the champion I, of film, and I'm positive. I, because and I want to be t- positive, and then and- I'll
0: see it, and I won't be positive, and so I try to stay away from it. Although I did get to interview Tyler Perry last year, and it was did like, like the biggest movie. thing that I've ever done. So I, I was all excited, stuff. even though it's like I—I I mean, I had to do so much research. It's not even funny because I really don't watch his movies. I saw. What's the one where the girl gets AIDS at the end? That's Temptation. Oh well, then I have seen. Yes, one. is that where, where with, uh, Kim Journey Kardashian? Yes. I, yeah, and Journey Small. Sm- okay, then so that might be one of the very few that I've yes. seen. Okay, well, if you going to see well, next one, that's the one to see. Oh, seen. I wouldn't compare that with Fifty Shades <laughs> of Grey at all. But I, that movie was so misogynistic that it really put me off you of them even more. So we had a ball. Because it's just it like, ball. oh, men can cheat, 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 cheat. It's just that's, you know, okay, maybe it's not that great. Women, if you cheat, you're going to get a disease and die.
3: Yes. Yes. course, it's going to hobble you.
0: And it's going to hobble you. You're gonna and you're going to be, right, you are going to be punished. Y'all can't see me out there in podcasting, <laughs> but I'm doing the hobble. I did not I'm care for, for that. That's no, a very bad film. And, it, and it's not entertaining at all. Oh, In, I find anyway. it
2: very entertaining.
3: <laughs> I find it supremely entertaining.
2: Not as entertaining as the Fifty Shades of Grey uh, mm. movie uh, franchise, which she had to re- review for her Suck My Pretty Toe blog. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. See, it's thematic. Yes. It was thematic. Very thematic. There you go. There, there you them. go. All right. um... That's all the feedback that we've gotten. Oh, right. and oh, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Oh, I got to double check. I'm, I'm sorry. I know Leanne's like, when are we going to get to the movie? We'll get to, to the movie. I came here to review a movie, and all we're doing is just like, you know, blowing smoke up your butt. No, we're fine, We're fine. We're
0: fine.
2: But you
0: got to check all your platforms.
2: Yeah, you I check do. Check all our platforms. I do. Oh, uh, on email, because in email, where you can email us at. Uh, michellemachine at gmail.com Aaron Fry hit us up and said I triple dog dare you guys not to laugh at the trailer for the thing with two heads that 70s classic is straight up crazy I'm a fan, Rosie Greer Mm -hmm. and a white guy you don't know who the white guy is
3: I honestly don't,
2: Raymond Land a fantastic actor from uh Long ago, I um, don't. How old is I that I don't movie? feel ashamed. Was it, what, like, what 70s? year did he say? 70s, 70s. It's 70s. Yeah, definitely, so yeah, definitely early seventies. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was Ray Melan. Yeah, he was past his prime. Trust. I mean, he was riding on the back of a scooter with with his head on Rosie Greer's shoulder. Yes, he was well past his prime.
3: Is that true? Is that actually how they did the effect?
2: A lot of the effects, yes, that's how they did them. <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> how they fantastic. did them. Seventies <laughs> <laughs> uh, <70s> were fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, we. I, I, I also want to uh, let people know that th- in Philadelphia they've got this great thing going—the Philadelphia Podcast Festival. Yes, which has been going on for four years. Yes. it kicks off in July. Yes, um, it is the weekend of July fifteenth and July twenty second, and it takes place at different venues all over the city. Um, and the show Mission. Has been uh, selected to be Woo-hoo. one of the podcasts in the Philadelphia oh, Podcast Festival. Right? Yeah. So, so we wait, ma- are
0: you doing double dipping? Is the, the trip Black Tribbles in it too? Or yes, yeah. the Black
2: Tribbles are in it too. But uh, this is this is a Michelle Missions moment. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> tribbles do their own thing. This is a Michelle Missions moment. So um, so for the for the podcast festival, we are going to be doing um. Celebrating the podcast festival with school days, d a y s of school days, on Tuesday, July the tenth, uh, the eleventh, the eleventh, yeah uh, Wednesday, Wednesday the July the twelfth, on Wednesday, July twelfth, yes. On our, on com and as well as streaming live on on uh, Philly.com and 106.5 FM, WPPMLP, Vince and I will have our review of Spike Lee's School Days yes up there for you to uh, check out. Yes. A classic, classic, classic film. Not his
3: best film, but my favorite Spike Lee movie. Hmm. It is my favorite spike. Not, I don't think it's his best, but it's my favorite.
2: It's a lot of people's favorite. It makes me so happy. Then on July 15th, that Saturday at 3 p.m., as part of the Philadelphia Podcast Festival, we will do a live edition of the Michelle Mission mm-hmm. at a Malcolm Comics and Coffee House. Yeah. Where we will not only have a talk back about school days with. Yes with a live audience but Vince will lead select <laughs> audience members it's true in recreations of scenes from school days yes because Vince knows the entire movie verbatim Yoo-hoo!
3: Yoo-hoo. is it true what they say about
2: mission men That's just some of the fun that's coming your way, but it doesn't stop there, because after we finish, you can stick around Amalgam Comics for their drink, their regular uh, drink and draw, where you can bring your own bottle and get your art artwork on, and then at eight thirty, as part of Amalgam After Dark, the Michelle Mission will return to Amalgam Comics and Coffee House for a screening of Spike Lee's school days. Yes. And the screening the screening will will come with a five dollar cover charge. Yes. But, you know, A. Hey, communal. It's communal. Yes. It's communal. Come and get you, you know, you're good at back. So bad. that's gonna be like
0: ten, ten o'clock? Then the screening?
2: No, it's at eight no. thirty. Oh, eight thirty. Eight thirty p.m. Okay. So, eight thirty so. p.m. Look, she's
0: because I'm trying to do both. She's things. She's trying to figure out then. a way
2: to do it. Not no, not but socialite Leanne too. will I not know. be there. I socialite, she's she's a social See butterfly all around,
1: can. flutter flutter.
2: <laughs> but you can be there, and we're letting you know. I know it's it's May, but we're letting people know now because. We have a lot of fans out of town, and people's
0: calendars fill up. Mm -hmm. And
2: this is a perfect opportunity to come down into Philadelphia, go to the historic Amalgam Comics and Coffee House. Absolutely, it's
0: so adorable there. I mean, I I know you shouldn't say that about a a comic book place, but it's just she has it set up so nice. It is. It's It's a beautiful place. Great
2: place. It's our home away from home. I was about to say, yeah, (laughs) I'm there about four days (laughs) a week.
0: And (laughs) they have a really good jasmine tea. That's that's so I can't Ooh, get, that's the tea anywhere the, you know, else. The pearl jasmine. Oh my God, it's oh, so yes. good. Yes, it's Where did she get that? I don't know. It's really good. I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh my God, Just Yeah, know. I got to get large when I go there.
2: Yes, yes, at El
3: Grande. <laughs> I usually get a cup of coffee and an almond croissant.
0: Because I'm real sophisticated. the croissant
3: yet. The almond croissants.
0: But I did top. see she had a fruity pebble like a, a rice krispie fruity. treat, but yes. it was a fruity pebble one. Okay. Yes, I want to try it. I, I but that night I was wasn't doing more sweets during the day, but I'm going back for it.
2: There go. <laughs> going
0: back, <laughs> it's, it's been on my mind. You, you should have
2: seen her face. Her face was dead serious. Okay, I mean, good. you would have sworn she was Indiana Jones <laughs> looking, going for the for the chalice. <laughs> She's got like a it's bag of sand of in her hand. <laughs> Face melting off. Gotta eat
0: the pieces. <laughs> Fruity pe- it better be there next time. <laughs>
2: <coughs> that Somebody gonna be sucking my toes if I can get a Fruity Pebble Rice Christmas treat.
3: No, they not either. You gotta pay for that.
2: Amen. Let's get into 2007's Talk to Me.
1: This is the Nighthawk Show, rocking your
2: radio on the sounds of soul radio station
3: in a time of change. He's always been a station of the people. We can't become the establishment, or they'll turn on us. One man who had something to prove. You think he can turn us around? Yes, sir, I do. Found what he was looking for in the most unlikely place.
2: You see, I've always had a special gift. P.O.P. Pissed off people. Sometimes I feel like I should have a Ph.D. in P.O.P. <laughs> this is the cat that I've been writing you about. Your brother said y'all need a new DJ at that radio station. Hey, I'm your man. You're in prison. It's a a challenge. Will I help you? Tell your boss that Petey Green's on the scene. What is
1: going on out here? You promised me a job as soon as I got out the joint. Oh, my God, he's a convict.
0: Ex-convict. Wake up! damn
1: it! Petey Green's on the scene.
2: Now, I'm a recovering alcoholic, been sober five hours. Oh, no. Some of my best friends is pimps, whores. Open
4: this door! You're fucking trouble!
2: Two men will break all the rules.
1: I've been trying to call the police, but all our lines have been flooded.
2: Are these listener calls? Electrify a city. Good evening, Washington. My guest tonight is a pimp that I wouldn't trust to wash my car. But y'all done elected him city (laughs) official. And shock a nation. Petey Green goes to the White House and steals some silverware. Now, come on, that don't make no sense. I ain't that crazy.
3: summer you are doing a tonight show discover the extraordinary
4: story of an outrageous voice
1: he doesn't want to be here did you see him really
0: where have you been i've been real doing you may have just cost me my fcc license the whole world was yours that ain't me
2: there's a dark day in America. I know you're hurting. I want y'all to just go take a look out your window. That's your city. You say the things that I'm afraid to say. I guess I do the things you're afraid to do. You put that on a green card. <laughs> Academy Award nominee, John Cheadle.
3: Inside Man's Chiwetel Ejiofor. Cedric the Entertainer. Hustle and Flows Taraji P. Henson. And Martin Sheen. You ready to shake up the world, Radio Man?
4: Talk to me.
2: Just, I'm not I, I don't talk like that. I broke off in Yeah, you talk exactly like that, and you walk like you got a stick broke off in your. Life. Talk to me. 2007 biographical film about Washington D.C. radio personality Ralph P.D. Green, an ex-con who became a popular talk show host and community activist and dewey hughes his friend and manager the movie spans the time period between may of 1966 and january of 1984 ending with green's uh memorial service premiered uh, at the opening night film of the 2007 los angeles film festival in two and opened in north america to a limited release uh in July of that year it was shot in Hamilton Ontario Canada and Washington D.C. and stars Don Cheadle as Petey Green Chewetofo Chiwatofo. wait don't tell me Chiwato, EJ04 I still jacked it up I'm sorry bruh I do love your acting as Dewey Hughes Taraji P. Henson as Vernel Watson, Cedric the Entertainer as Nighthawk, Bob Terry and Mike Epps as Milo Hughes. Um, Also featuring Vondi Curtis-Hall and Martin Sheen, this film was directed by Cassie Lemons and received favorable reviews from critics Uh, Rotten Tomatoes giving it an aggregate score of 82% um, as well as Media Cricket Media Critic, uh, which gave it an average score of 70. This film, written by Michael Gannett and Rick uh, Famuyua, was the selection of our very special guest, Leanne Lindsay. So, Leanne, tell us, why did you select Talk to Me and what does it mean for you?
0: Well, um, mainly I selected it because... I don't remember hearing anything about the movie when it came out in two thousand and seven. I saw it later, actually. I, you know, rented it, and I was just like, "This is fantastic! This is mm-hmm. this is a great movie!" I can't believe I don't know anything about this movie. Of course, I knew Cassie Lemons from Eve Bayou, Eve Bayou, but I didn't know what else she had coming out, and I just it just was like it took me. By surprise, completely. Right. And um, I didn't remember seeing trailers or anything. So I was so taken with it. It's like stayed with me all these years. Like, oh, I still, you know, that was a great movie. And so when I started thinking about a black movie that I, you know, really enjoy, this one popped up right away. I just think that it's, um, it has that indiscernible thing that a movie has to have when you say it works. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to really pull it apart. It just it has it's smooth and it works and everything feels quality and you can tell it's a labor of love for everybody yes. involved. Yes. And that was a big part of it. And then later when I realized Rick uh Fumuiwa was the writer of the of the film and that he was the writer director of my favorite film of 2015 which was Dope. Yes. That's Dope right. Dope is amazing. That that whole movie. I mean, uh, you know, Malcolm and Jib and Diggy. I I wish they were a TV show. I
1: yeah. really I yeah. really oh, would yeah.
0: watch them every week. I I would. And just the way they, it's so clever. It's really cleverly written. Um, and this this guy, he should write more things. <laughs> he should yeah. just write more yeah, things because yeah. he's just a a really good writer. But. Um, even though both Dope and talked to me, you know, did, like you said, they did pretty well with the critics and it had some decent word of mouth, even though I hadn't heard of Talk to Me until later. But um, both movies for me are stronger than Moonlight. I mean, wow. Wow, you know, but they didn't get to shine during their their award seasons, their respective award right, seasons. Right. And they really should have. I mean. Especially Don Cheadle, I, he should have been no, nominated for Best Actor, I mean, for Talk talk to Me, he right. just, or at least the Golden Globe at the very least. I mean, when you think about, like, <laughs> Mark Rylance, and of course that was for supporting, but he won an Oscar for Bridges of Spies, which nobody saw. Nobody knows who the heck Mark Rylance is. And yet someone known in Hollywood in the role of a lifetime, like Don Cheadle, no nominee.
2: Culture Kings is a podcast on the How Stuff Works Network, hosted by comedians Jackie's Neal and Edgar Montplacier. Up. Oh! What's the best way to eat a taco? That's with your hands.
3: With your hands. Also, with salsa on top of everything to hold the ingredients down. It's like a layer. It's the layer. Right. That's so it. that the lettuce doesn't fall off. Can't have falling lettuce. No
0: thought. No, you know. And it was an, an Oscar award season uh, worthy role of uh, yeah. Ralph Waldo, Petey Green. It it just, it just was. And it's a shame because it came before the Oscar. So white controversy,
3: right? Right. You know,
0: before that really blew up. And so I think that the next year, not taking anything away from Barry Jenkins, because I do think that Moonlight is a quality film, but I also feel like they were determined to put a black movie front and center. And Moonlight kind of got in there just because it was at the right time mm. and place because it just doesn't have the same wide appeal as a movie like Talk to Me does. Do you know? It's,
3: I actually disagree with that because I think Talk to Me is such a black movie. Like, it's and so.
0: Moonlight's black. not? I don't
2: think Moonlight is. I think Moonlight is, has a little bit more broader appeal. Like it's more of an art of, house
3: film. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. Whereas Talk to Me is just very black. Talk to Me is for the brothers, and it's written by brothers, and and it's, it's about Peter Green, who's almost like
0: I'm sure Barry Jenkins thinks of himself as a brother. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but yeah.
2: you see what I mean. But I, I, yeah. I, I think, I think that. I think that talk to me is decidedly written for a black audience and wh- whoever else comes to it is more than happy to enjoy it. But I think it is written written for a black audience. Moonlight, I do think is written f- for a more mainstream.
3: And I will say this. And part of the mainstream is and this is kind of going off a little bit. I do think that black pain is more marketable to white audiences than mm-hmm. Black Joy,
0: well, they-
3: and there's so much joy in this film. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's like like I'm going to need Don Cheadle to sit across from me and tell me different. I refuse to believe that Don Cheadle has had as much fun in a role
0: as that one
3: yeah. as Talk to Me. Yeah. like he's having he just,
0: a he, ball. He lets it all fly, and the he,
3: whole film. You you know. Taraji, uh, Taraji, um, P. Henson. Yes. This is uh, two in a row for us with her. She's having a ball. Chihuahua,
2: Edjafor.
0: Chihuahua, four.
2: Chihuahua, Edjafor.
3: Chihuahua, I think is having just a great time. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer, the ten minutes yeah. he's in it, he's having a ball, and it's just. It really is, it, it is this celebration of this moment in Washington, D.C. And and I just think it's, you know, again, it's black joy.
0: I mean, it is, there is a lot of uh, comedic <laughs> happenings. Right. You know, especially the, the first half of the movie. Right. But I don't know, it's just all done so well. I oh, just, yeah. I think if people gave it a chance, I don't I just don't feel like it's it's black. It's I mean, I know it's it takes place during that time of, you know, black power. Mm-hmm. But it's just a it's a fantastic biopic. Yeah.
2: Well, I think one of the things that and I wanted to read on it to just to make sure if I remembered it correctly because I do remember when it came out. I saw it and, and I enjoyed the film. I enjoyed it a great right. deal. And I known The story of Petey Green, because Petey Green was an inspiration um, and one of the the radio role models of Howard Stern. So he would always, you know, refer to Petey Green and what he did as being, you know, the impetus for how he knew how he wanted to lead his career. Right? Yeah, because they
0: said he was like the first shock jock
2: yeah for yeah. of a kind yeah, yeah certainly um but what I think hurt this film is that, like with all the biopics, they take liberties with the real story, right, right, they well, took some big liberties with this one yeah they I mean, they took some monster ones, I mean, yeah. the man never was on the Tonight show, right.
0: But he did get booked on the Tonight Show. He but, just didn't do it, right? So they did. Okay, to- so
2: he didn't do it, right? He was never on the Tonight Show. His is his relationship with Dewey, yeah, um, was complicated. It was decidedly more complicated than they didn't show they? in this film. Right, so much so that. Dewey was not at his memorial yeah. service.
0: Yeah. And I I actually listened to a interview with the real uh Dewey and he said that he didn't come to it because he felt like um there had been too many hypocritical people that didn't appreciate uh Petey when he was alive. And maybe that and maybe that's the that's the case, but I just uh. think yeah, I mean, and so he said that he felt like if he got up on the microphone, he would just, like, curse them out. Of course, that doesn't say why he still couldn't just attend exactly. and not curse them out. I, I, I
3: think <laughs> I think they had a complicated relationship.
2: I
0: think it was a lot more complicated than the movie Let's On.
2: Right. Um, and the... Uh, and also, I think that the film, while I I agree Don Cheeto is having a ball. Taraji P. Henson is if to be honest, if anyone and, and I like Don Cheeto. I I love Don Cheeto, but if anyone deserves an an Oscar from this, it would have been Taraji P. Henson. Well, she I think did I think too. Taraji yeah, I P. Mean, Henson is like, so like good if they this. gave uh, an Oscar to Marissa Tomei right yeah. from from right. my, right. my right. cousin Vinny, right. Right. Then there's no reason Taraji P. Henson doesn't get it for. This,
0: this oh, is I actually
3: so agree. Film when I started to really pay attention, pay attention to her as an
0: actress. Yes, because you know. so not in Baby Boy. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> but if, she had some good moments in that she, movie. You that know that what?
3: We we just did Baby Boy last <laughs> week. I think she she did what she could.
2: Don't don't go there, baby. Don't go there, Leanne. Don't
3: I know I there. have to listen to you guys, but baby no, Boy. I did not. Jot down Taraji P Henson. She's one to watch. Well, after watching Baby Boy,
0: I, you wouldn't have said there was like an Oscar winning performance, but no. you would have said that she was definitely somebody that held the screen.
3: Right, right. Okay, so but, but, in, but her, in this, you she's a, see her trying she's, to pull me in, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be good, Lynn. I'm trying to be good. She's a guest. Just she's trying a, to pull me in now. Just keep telling. You she's, gonna rape me in front of my son? I'm sorry.
2: Let me smell your dick
4: (laughs) I know know
2: Just mark the time Leanne we are trying (laughs) We try to be good To talk about talk to me You can't keep Bringing up
3: (laughs) Putting the red meat of baby boy in front of (laughs) Hey Leon You want some breakfast Okay,
0: that's it. That's it. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. All right. But no, also in this movie, though, I really love Renell's hair. It's just fantastic. (laughs) Oh, it is? I mean, it starts off with this, like, Supremes-type coif. Oh, and then by the time Petey gets out of prison, she has a perfectly round fro. And then it just keeps getting longer fro, yeah. longer fro, longer fro, until like the eighties. And then, then yeah.
3: I mean, you talk about Oscars She oh. got a nomination just for, for hair, just, just for, for, for costumes
0: and hair. I know, just for
2: And, hair. Hair. Yeah, just for, you
0: know, and her
3: green um, hair and what is, hair. What, what was that piece? That Don
2: Cheeto had on. He was wearing it though. I know. Said. He was wearing it. I don't know so about he
4: had the, the, the
2: Chewatels was a little, got a, little, yeah, a little got a little dicey He got a little dicey towards yeah. the
3: Yeah. You know, the budget was when started she running she out. It's, it's like you look. know the brothers who get their hair cut at at white barbers. Yes. That's exactly what he that's mm-hmm. exactly what it looked like.
2: Which actually now do you think about fitz's character.
3: Yeah. Uh, exactly. Okay. So maybe exactly.
2: maybe he did <laughs> maybe. You know what? If you look on Fox News The brothers
3: on Fox News always have haircuts like that. Look at Yuki Washington. Because they don't go to black barbers. Oh, Yuki's hair looks okay. Somebody, he just got that old man flat top. (laughs) Yuki Washington, those of you outside of Philadelphia. is a a newscaster.
2: He just got that old dude flat top. You know what that old dude flat top is called? can go <laughs> anyway
0: i mean you know you you're saying about uh, being a biopic that took a lot of liberties i i mean i think that to make a movie interesting you actually have to do that mm. um i to, to, for some biopics you you have to make it a movie as well right i saw last month the lost city of Z. About that Amazon explorer Percy Fawcett, uh, Charlie Hunnam plays him, and it is a snooze fest because it's basically just the Wikipedia of exactly what happened, and not that much happened in the Amazon and him. And so, I mean, I'm sure somebody could be glad that oh, we stuck, you know, we stuck to (laughs) Fawcett's story, but But there's there's no you won't want to watch that movie.
2: There's there okay. I agree with you that, to a degree, most biopics do take some liberties. Liberties with time, and sometimes they'll take uh, two historical characters and, and merge them composite. into into a composite yeah. character and stuff like that. But but when they do that, it's to uh, um, it is to for for story elements right um, benefit, but without trying to. Oh, Overtly change history. This movie rewrote the history. You're saying he was booked on the tonight show. This has him walking out, yes, saying hi to Johnny. Yeah. I
3: I don't think that kept people from going to the
2: film though. No, I don't either.
3: And I don't think anyone
4: honestly
3: cares. I mean, frankly, outside of Washington, D.C., and if you were in this age group mm-hmm. and you were like you were kind of there actually cares about those kind of changes I really do I go back I, I, I'm going back to what I said originally I think this is a film that I don't know how you market it mm. to a mainstream you know and then in, 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 in parentheses white audience because there's nothing here I think a certain type of black film is marketed towards white audiences. And, you know, and frankly, even Moonlight, if you look, you know, like you talked about Moonlight, and, and we're both big fans of Moonlight, like, like you know, I think Moonlight should have won the Best Picture. But even if you look at the history of the marketing of Moonlight, it kind of gained momentum. Be- because it, I really... It had a good word of mouth. It, it had good word of mouth, and then yeah. it started getting, you, you know, the, the awards. But I really do think that, that only a certain type of black film is marketed to white audiences, and there's mm. nothing about talk to me that you know. Yeah, I don't know how you sell that to the same people that go and see
2: a Kate Hudson movie.
0: I don't uh, know. I well, think that's a different. I think there's audio. enough yeah, that- of
2: the beginning of this movie that is very funny that you could market this as a comedy for. To a white you know, audience, you know, but I but guess. but but to your, uh, but to be know, fair and to be honest it. and to be honest, this movie wasn't that well marketed. Period. It, right. I mean, it's not like it's not like the brothers was going to the movie. Well, it's a strange, it's a strange, the it's a strange right. duck because, like you said, it's got funny moments,
3: but the acting is so because like the, the, the cast is is this is a really solid cast, yeah. so the acting takes it to a certain level that you don't necessarily expect from a comedy, mm-hmm. and then while it's funny, it's not a comedy. yeah, you know, there are funny parts, and like I don't know I, I agree with you, I agree with you like, like frankly, I don't know how you market this. It it would have been
0: difficult. You and know. more difficult even those few years ago. Right. Because there are more crossover now. And the names in there, you, you know, the you biggest know, like, name in
3: this film is Don Cheadle at this point. And Don Cheadle right. wasn't that big.
2: Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't like, you know.
0: He was known, but he was, right. yeah. But I mean, this is know, the type, I this mean,
2: is the type of film that yeah. he would be the lead and you would think that he'd be able to at least get the movie his money back. But only I man. know, and he
0: was executive producer, was say, and he was all over it. I mean, it was yeah, a passion him. project for him as well. But I agree with you on the the trio of, of them. They set such a great pace. They, you know, the, they have these three meetings that sets the movie up.
4: Right. It's right. like that
0: first meeting with the, the three of them in prison, and the chemistry just, bam, there it is. It's like this, this triumvirate. Uh, chemistry and then you know De- Dewey calls him a miscreant <laughs> and Petey loves I like it. it I love that word Don't and he's like oh, I I love it it sounds you know like more illustrious than Don't convict or having inmate a ball in this thing. he really is and, and then you know Vernell who was like cookie in training Out the- she takes off her pink bra without taking <laughs> off her shirt she just like digs in there gets her bra <laughs> Always tells impressive. him to take it back to Nighthawk. I mean, that is just, it's it just pal. You're in it with these people yeah. right from there. Yeah. Then they got the second meeting at the station. Martin Sheen coming out yelling about what the blue blazes. Martin I mean, Sheen's very good. <laughs> I, I love Martin Sheen. He's a good sport. <laughs> he he's is. a good
3: sport in this. Because
0: yeah. I think they just told him to
3: play stuff shirt white guy.
0: Right, but he takes it to another level. Yeah, you yeah. know, and then they levels. and they use that expression the, it, as a noun throughout the rest yeah. of the the movie, which I which I love. More good writing, uh, you know. And then of course they're out there dancing, and and I just love when Dewey comes out and he's just sputtering. He, he can't get yeah. it together. He just can't. It's like I can't believe this is happening. But then they have the third meeting between the three of them at the pool hall. At the pool hall. We're now Dewey's back in the driver's seat. Oh, yeah. And I love that. You know, there's a a line where um, he, you know, they start to play pool. And Dewey says to Petey, uh, or Petey says, I'm going to drop the nine ball uh, on the break. And then Dewey's response is, uh, You couldn't drop your drawers and F the Supremes if all three of them were laying butt naked on this table. I mean, that's just classic. And it,
3: it's, 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 you know, it's, it, this is the first moment where you realize that there's more to Dewey than that just a more. guy in a suit. Oh, yeah. And he
0: plays that role so well. As he's going through, just racking him up. Hustler, hustling. Getting
3: hustled at pool by, the, by the, the guy, by the straight.
0: Yeah. Mr. Tibbs.
3: I love character. that. I, 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 love, I love every single version of that scene I've ever seen. Every single every, version. Every time you of, see of, that happen, of the straight-laced guy who's actually the pool shark.
0: Yeah,
3: I love every version of that.
0: It always works. It always it, works. It does. And then in this, like Vernell doesn't have a lot to say in this scene, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't play as well without her. Like she's no, there no. as the witness, and you need her. Like it's. It, I just love the way that that those three meetings set up the friendship. Yeah. Sets up so much of the movie. Mm-hmm. It really takes you it takes you in. That being
2: said, because even though she doesn't have much to say, Vernel is very integral to those three meetings, I think that she is missing from the rest of the film. Cause by the time she really pops back up. Around the time of going to the show, and then maybe a little bit later, um, you really—I think—really her 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 climactic moment after that is when she catches PD having sex in right. In her but that's
0: not that much longer. No, that's not,
2: but mu- that much that's longer. Lo- I, mean, after, I mean, but after that, she she disappears, she disappears for a long right. a stretch right. of, the yeah.
3: of the film. Yeah, you know what? I would love to talk to Cassie Lemons about that. About that, because I, I agree with you that in a lot of ways she's underutilized. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if maybe, you know, since it's at this moment in Taraji P. Henson's career, maybe she, nobody knew that they had this.
2: Like, nobody knew they had this weapon. Maybe, maybe, but if you're if you're filming this movie, and of course it's filmed out of order, all over right, the place, right, right. But if you're filming this movie and you're watching the dailies, you're seeing what this woman is getting, And, you, yeah. and you're thinking maybe they should have beefed up the script. Well, if, uh, maybe if, not if it necessarily beefed up. The sc- I think, I think, just like the scene where you said at the pool hall, Taraji's not hardly saying anything there, but she's reacting mm. to what is right. going right. on. Mm. I think her reacting. Could have could have added more. Now, I honestly think the reason why she is gone from the film is because, again, in taking liberties from this film, this film does not lean heavy on the darker side of Petey Green. True, it it really stays away from like he really fell hard on drugs yeah. and mm-hmm. alcohol, you know, and and they they allude to it, right. but even and even after. Uh, 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 she comes and sees Dewey later, you know, asking him to go see Petey, and she go and he goes to see Petey, right. Petey pretty much still looks the same, right? Yeah, so you, yeah, you're not even sense. seeing the effects nah. wear on him outside of like this one mysterious cough that he has, which of course is movie lingo for "oh, you're dying, dying," right? Right? That's how that works, you know. <laughs> so then uh, cue cue the montage. You, But you
3: know what? I think I'm sorry. I mean to cut you off. But I think that is also another indicator of how I see this as very much a black film, and by a black film, almost a family affair. Because I think you're right. I think most of the liberties that they take with Petey Green's life are to protect the image, the image and the memory of Petey Green, which you know it's very much almost. It's a, it it kind of makes me think of of the remake of Sparkle, how everybody swooped down to protect Whitney Houston. And, you you know, there are, there are certain films. And, and, you know, I'm also not a fan of Tyler Perry's film work, but I'm a fan of Tyler Perry. Yeah. And I think you see a lot of that in Tyler Perry's work, where it is this sort of, Protective nature around certain actors, certain figures. And with Petey Green, I think you're absolutely. I mean, really, I mean, frankly, if you've ever seen footage of the actual Petey Green, he's never sounded. Yeah, as good as Don Cheadle. Yeah, like that kind of crisp enunciation, uh, and yeah. you know Don Cheadle
2: is very much as, 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 as charismatic. And as he's not as, as charismatic. charismatic. He's
3: not, he's, he, I mean, you know, in my mind, that makes him more interesting. Like, like I'm a fan. There's actually a great documentary on Netflix called "Adjust Your Don't Adjust Your Color: The Petey Green Story" that came out at the same time as the film, uh-huh. and it kind of deals. It's only like an hour too. Like, like watch it tonight. It's a great documentary. Okay, but. PD Green was a complicated dude. Yeah, and 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 you know I think if you know we try and we try and talk about the film that was made, not the film that we want, but I do think it would have been a more interesting film if, like you're saying, Lynn, they didn't make as many of the changes as they did. Yeah. So,
2: and I think that might have lent it to being a a film that might have perked. People's ears up a little bit, you know. Maybe not. I don't
3: know, but well, you know, it's no slaves, it's no maids in it. I'm not sure again how you saw that to.
2: Well, Hidden Figures didn't have any slaves in maids. Moonlight didn't have any. I'm grumpy. Fences didn't have any.
3: I'm grumpy. I haven't had dinner, so I'm crunchy. <laughs> oh, you know they don't like number slaves. It's, it's, you know, so, you know and, and kindly white people coming to save us.
0: But then, actually, like Don Cheadle himself, then made another biopic that got criticized because they didn't stick to the... the, Yeah, it took too many liberties with the Miles Davis Miles Ahead. Which I still haven't seen. Which I didn't see either because it left the theater so quickly and it's it's still on my queue, but I haven't seen it myself yet. And, you know, everybody's like, well, you know, why is Ian McGregor in this? And they're supposedly driving around trying to get his demos back and score drugs and it doesn't have a lot to do with the music and you know yeah. you know what i want him I to make
3: you know what i want to make if we're just talking about don Cheadle. did anyone ever see that rat pack mini series where yes. he
0: played yes, sammy I davis did. jr yes. yes yeah
2: i want him to do the sammy davis jr story ah. so mr Cheadle, if you're listening yeah. I didn't like him as Sammy Davis.
3: I loved him and Sam as Sammy Davis because yeah. that rage right under the surface. Yeah, it was a little, I yeah. think he captured that really, really well. I, I,
0: I see what you're saying, but there was something about his essence that wasn't giving me Sammy.
3: Yeah, me neither. Well, he's more comfortable in his own skin than Sammy Davis Jr. Mm, ever was. That could be it. But but that that kind of wiry anger that you got sometimes with Sammy. I'm a Sammy Davis Jr. guy. I love uh, Sammy. I Davis. love Sammy. That, that, you know, I thought, like I've never seen anyone kind of
2: really acknowledge that anger mm. that was right there. Now, I'll tell you what I want to see.
4: What?
2: I want to see the guy that played James Brown and talked to me do a James Brown concert.
4: <laughs>
2: because he was James Brown. Uh, he was James Brown. Yeah, He, he, was, he was James Brown. I was Pretty like, they,
0: they, they got James yeah. Brown. Right?
3: You know who else does good work in this film? Martin With, Sheen. Well, well, Martin Sheen, but Martin Sheen actually is in the film. Okay. Mike Epps. What maybe oh, like like how long is he in the film combined five not, minutes not, not, not even no, not even I really liked Mike Epps you know I, I re- and I liked the the relationship that they set up between the Hughes different. brothers yeah they don't yeah. play in no, in that one scene yeah nice. and then you know his monologue at the end where he talked
2: about him being the funniest one I walked away yeah. from this movie actually realizing that. Um, I'm not the biggest Mike Epps fan, but Mm -hmm. I think that's because in the comedies that I've seen him in, he's always asked to be a little bit over the top. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I don't like over the top Mike Epps. Yes. But Mike Epps in a more um, uh, uh, even even keeled role role, even in comedies or in dramas, he's not a bad actor.
3: Mike Epps in this Mike Epps in the aforementioned Sparkle remake.
2: Mm-hmm. Mike
3: Epps in, here's something random. Mike right. Epps is in, uh, did you ever see that TD Jakes, uh, Conda Tyler Perry movie, Jump in the Broom?
0: Yeah. yeah. That's Mike not Epps a bad movie. Is,
3: it, it's not a bad it's movie. It's not. That's what he should have said. Hey, you want a Tyler Perry movie that's really not that bad? Come see Jump in the Broom. <laughs> He's in that, and he's really good, like he's like, "Damn, is that Mike Epps good, yeah, but I think he takes low hanging fruit, yeah, I think he t- you know, but I, I wish somebody would push him in a different direction,
2: now uh, time may do that now, yeah, you know cause yeah. you get older, yeah, yeah you
0: know, yeah, and it will be up for different yeah. roles, but I'm um, also in you know you all were talking about you know protecting. Uh, The the memory of Peter Green, maybe why they didn't go into some of the darker stuff. But, you know, a lot of that protection is because of the Martin Luther King Jr. assassination scene. So, you know, that's when he got to be a hero. And I also think um, I like the way that that's a turning point from the film going into comedy to a bit Bit more dramatic, right? Right. And in many films, like it, that kind of a shift wouldn't work. You'd be like, "Oh, it's so uneven." Yeah. But because of the assassination, it, it it you know the context of the characters, everything is allowed to change the mood.
3: And, and kudos yeah. to casting lemons because I actually think this is the best depiction of the reaction to learning about Dr. King's assassination. Yes. I've ever seen on film, like like sort of you know a fictional account of we just learned Dr. King was assassinated. I thought everyone in that scene does was, amazing job. Was
0: well, negative. especially because uh, it was at the height. I mean, you right. know, you have uh, Night Hawk and and Petey fighting over Vernell, and it's you know crazy fight, and then it's just like bam, here yeah. it is, and then it's, so it's like a really quick change mm-hmm. but it works and then ending with the sam cooks a change gonna come yeah. that's yeah. beautiful and martin sheen really looks like he's choked up well, i well, mean he, he sets is the so pace, choked and then up everyone kind of yeah his yeah i i thought that was good that
2: scene where he martin sheen thanks him yes. i was just like man go ahead martin yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, Martin. He, Sheen head can,
0: kind of He can't handle. He does. And, so, and then when he just man. says, Get home safe, fellas. It's just something about and, the and, way. And, and, and he sounds like he means yeah. it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. And he really does mean it. I mean, yeah. That's
2: my president right there. Uh, I, uh, that's my president, man. That's my president, man. I don't care what
0: nobody says. That's my president. Uh, say, that's my president. <clears throat> but it did make me think about, like, what other movies um, does Dr. King's assassination play a major Role, even though it's not necessarily about civil rights. Now, I mean, of course, you know we've seen the Butler, we've seen Selma, Bobby, Malcolm X, but the only like two of the movies that I could think of off the top of my head, and I never chance to really look it up at other than this, was like Frost Nixon or The Help. You know, like where right, the right. you it it you see the characters having to react to it, even though the movie's not necessarily sure. about the civil rights sure. movement or, uh, okay. or about okay. you know uh, about M. Um, Jake M. L. K. Um, can you think of any the others? first one that came to my
2: mind but it, it, it definitely is about uh, civil rights was Uptight the movie that we had watched yeah. which actually starts yeah, off I say
3: that's how it with starts. the
2: funeral
4: oh Martin does it
2: K- Martin Luther King and it's a, it's a great film but it definitely is about the drama and the turmoil that is in the black community at, at that time, time because of it and then yeah. the only other thing I thinking of only because you did couch it the way you did was um, you know I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Mad Men, and yeah. that's
0: what I, that's what came to my mind. I yeah. thought I couldn't think of a movie, yeah. but the TV show
2: Mad Men handled it very very yeah, well. Very well. Ha- Mad Men handled a, a lot. I mean, of, you yeah, know, but history. you have this
0: white cast, and yet you felt so much because really it it allowed you to remember that. Martin Luther King Jr.'s death or Dr. King's death, what well, it happened to America, yeah. not just to the black community. Yeah. Like so and the and by being able to see it through the Mad Men cast, that really brings that home.
2: Yeah. Right. I
0: think yeah.
2: That's the only other one that I can think of off the top of my head. But you all have pretty much named everything I was going start. So there you go. You know, you're not you're not going to name check that that long lost Bugs Bunny episode?
3: I am not. I am not. But I really love this scene. Like 70 <laughs> Sam said, "Great horticultural they great, shot him." Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Again, maybe my my maybe the best scene I've seen depicting it. <laughs> I'm going to ignore Lynn. <laughs>
4: Haas and Hausenfeffer.
2: Don't mind me. I'm on my cartoon jag right now. I haven't eaten dinner either. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's 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 an interesting subject, Petey Green. Like like even that like like I think it's it's and, and I think this is sort of the reason why I want people like Cassie Lemons to make movies. More movies. More movies. Because, you you, you know, this is the sort of, you know, kind of like we start talking. It's a strange duck to kind of even make a movie about. Like, again, this sort of local figure Mm -hmm. from Washington, D.C. And, and, you know, you kind of build a project around him. But in my mind, like, it's almost something that I would have expected to see in the 70s, where you had all of these sort of eclectic black subjects that people right, would make right, films right. about. And, you know, Cassie Lemons, I mean, if you just look I mean, you go from Eve's Bayou to Caveman's Valentine to, you know, this. You know, this is this is a director who is interested in blackness, but not the aspects of blackness that are usually he- explored. And, you know, even just for that I think it's worth applauding this film.
0: Oh, yeah. I you agree. And, and I... Love the way that she, um, like her strong suit is, suit is really creating atmosphere, like mm-hmm. that sense of time and place. Like, you yeah. know, Ease by really is nothing like Talk to Me, but right, it, it, it basically they both actually do take place in the same about the same time period. But what I that? love is that, like. East Bayou, you get that sense of timelessness because of where they Mm -hmm. are—that Louisiana swamp area. They, you know, pop culture doesn't really exist in that world, and and like they're still living like it was thirty years ago, Mm -hmm. and you feel that completely. And then in Talk to Me, it's it is the era of all pop culture. Right, it's vibrant with the music and the jive talk and the you know the fancy threads and the whole thing, and and so both of them evoke. The same period in such different ways, but she has you immersed in it yeah, and that's that's not easy to do She's an
2: extremely talented director and um writer who you know has done work done some other work yeah, I mean, she yeah. did you know she did black nativity right. um and uh she Jennifer also-
0: Hudson ruined that one
2: still haven't seen it with Forrest Whitaker, Angela Basson and Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. You think Jennifer Hudson ruined that one? <laughs> okay, maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson can do, can do very little wrong for me, So, but I, I hear you. Uh, and she's attached to direct uh, Agat, an apartheid set drama based off of Marlene Van Niekirk's novel of Sane Name. Mm-hmm. okay so she's got some stuff uh, coming in the hopper and she'll probably find a way to put her husband in the movie
3: always a treat to see Vondi Curtis Hall mm-hmm. Sonny Jim everyone loves Sonny Jim. Jim he's so Sonny <laughs> <laughs> so true. where's the film about Sonny Jim
0: Right, what happened to Sonny Jim? Yeah, it's
2: coming to Bounce TV uh. next week. <laughs> so, um,
0: yeah.
2: I take it from the it seems like unanimous approval of this film that oh, we yeah. would definitely recommend this.
0: Oh, I would TV. definitely recommend oh, it for recommend, anybody yeah. that goes to, to see. Um, I it was two ninety nine. I couldn't find <laughs> it on Netflix streaming, and it couldn't find it free anywhere. But I, I so think two ninety
2: nine on Amazon, it's a blind buy. You know, rental.
0: Yeah, it was worth it. It's definitely worth it. Uh, definitely. I actually
3: own it on DVD. So
0: oh, I actually, you do. I actually pulled out my DVD. I should, I should buy it. Actually, yeah. it is one then good what's enough What's your to excuse? Buy I, I, I don't buy that much anymore. You know, I mean, I'm old, so I. You know, had bought so much stuff on VHS, and then when things went to DVD, it didn't really change over. And then you wait, you
3: you wait for that beta to come back. I know. Hey, you buy new, you know that's a scam. They say you buy a new format every ten years. This Betamax worked just fine. Right. So
0: Give me that tape. Just... Hand me that tape. I tell you what, I did buy though. It's a Pretty Woman. Because the the way you have to watch school days, I got to watch Pretty Woman at least once a year, once or twice a year. So that one I have. All right. <laughs> so she got a bunch of videotapes. And, and Pretty Woman. And Pretty, and pretty Woman. <laughs> on,
2: like, on like the early DVDs. Yeah. You know? Yes. Like, yeah. Like, like the damn near record size. <laughs> yeah. Laser disc. I would also <laughs> recommend
3: Talk to Me. And as much as I'd recommend talking to me, I would also recommend the documentary on Petey Green.
2: And what did you say that, that was called? Uh, yeah.
3: Do not adjust your color. The real Petey Green. Oh, okay. And it's available on. It's Netflix. on Netflix right now. Oh, there you go. oh all right. Yeah. Well then. Yeah, and you know, talking about, I didn't want to lose this. Like, if you've seen any footage of Petey Green at all,
0: I did. I, can I watched him on YouTube. The YouTube
3: video that that they show the most is him eating watermelon. <laughs> yeah. And that wasn't in exactly and that wasn't in the film and it's him and it's it's almost Richard Pryor esque, where yeah. it's it's uncomfortable and it's honest and it's funny and it's, it's insightful funny. and he's talking about black people's habit of not eating watermelon in front of white people. Wow. Even though watermelon is delicious and he's and, sitting and how there, much salt to put on right, it right and he's sitting there and, and he's eating watermelon and it is it it is it is a fantastic it's fantastic footage. in that big rattan chair but the fact that it isn't in the film i think tells you a lot about the agenda of the film mm. with Petey green's legacy cuz it's 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 quite a thing
0: Watch i it, wonder if they Green. shot it and then thought nah Let's not do that because there are some scenes in the movie of you know Lady right. Greens uh, Washington, uh, right? But they don't. But you know they didn't do that when they they have him in the chair and everything. Mm-hmm. But I, I wonder if they shot it and thought mm, we have enough that we have to try to yeah, sell here. Yeah, let's not not do it. But I know it did make me though look up the whole like why is watermelon? Why is that such a racist yeah. trope? And um, I don't need watermelon in s- front of white people. <laughs> but they said that it's. No After the emancipation, freed slaves actually grew and sold watermelon yes. to earn a living. And it infuriated, of course, the ex slave masters. So white people found a way to sort of depict blacks and watermelon in popular culture, in newspapers and ads and stuff like that, in a negative way. So they sort of used the stere- stereotype to denigrate black people and they they kind of took it away from it, even though it was something they were using for to further their freedom. Absolutely. So and then they made it a an object of ridicule yeah, which uh, worked and worked and worked.
3: It's it's a it it is a great little sequence. Petey Green S- eating the watermelon and yeah. talking about okay. eating the watermelon.
0: watermelon and, and what eating, right. and
3: why we don't so but but yes and in Lynn would you
2: Oh absolutely I would absolutely recommend that uh, you see, um, talk to me for Don Cheadle's performance, for Cassie Lemon's direction, and even more so, like I said, for Taraji P Henson. Yes, I think she is. Um, I mean, it goes without saying the 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 level of stardom that she has now. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Um, but I think, you know. Let's say baby boy scratched the surface, right? Mm-hmm. But this is where you really unearthed everything yeah. that was like yeah. there coming, to be behold. Was I be- mean, there's very few actresses that could have looked good in every wig they put her in. Every wig, every single outfit,
0: even wig. at the funeral, where she had the little yeah, black pillbox. I, know, pill box I know. and the hair is coming out from either side. I actually put in my notes so too that
2: this was
3: Proto Cookie. Because you see yes. her, like you see, her, see yeah. where she's pulling We're, cookie from, yes, yeah. In this, you definitely do.
0: Most definitely, so. yeah. She's she's something. All right, Leah. Thank you so much for yes, joining thank us. Thank you so thank much. You Don't for having so me, guys. Yes. This was a lot of fun. I'm glad. Really, really was. Well, thank you. I feel very honored to mm. be in the in the third seat. Yes, and maybe you
2: can get your friend Thomasina of yes. uh, music uh Movies and thoughts, or thoughts music. music. Movie thoughts. <laughs> they,
0: music. I could never get it thoughts.
2: right.
0: Get her in here. Um. So. I know. I, I'm surprised she didn't beat me to it. Actually, no. but um, this this will probably make since. She'll be like, oh, Leanne had so much fun. Yeah, just let me do it. Now. We'll get her in here. Because I think she wanted to do Sparkle. But wait, did you already do Sparkle? She wanted did. to
2: do she wanted to do Sparkle do both of them. Right. Then right, do, right. And okay. then we just we we could And you did the We did the old the old version. So she has to choose another movie. Yeah. I'm not gonna make her do the remake. No. No. We'll we'll do that on our own. We'll bite that bullet. I think it's an interesting movie. It's an interesting conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Um next week ladies and gentlemen I think it's my turn it is your turn and I know what movie you're waiting to select absolutely that has just recently been released on um, Amazon Prime. Amazon I think it, Prime. May
3: have, it may have come out as today as of this recording yes
2: so but it's my turn it so, is your turn so I won't take that from you don't do that that wouldn't be nice that would not be nice so the movie that I'm going to select I'm going to go into the wayback machine nice yeah. Go back when to 1973 uh oh I do love the 70s coffee Really?
3: Oh, yes. Get some Pam ah, greer man ah, oh. Coffee mean- is the color <laughs> of her
2: skin. <laughs> <laughs> Roy
3: ass music, Roy ass music. Roy Ayer's music.
2: <laughs> Welcome to Mr. Mission. Yeah. This is all that stuff ah. that you don't see. Yeah. Okay. King
3: James. Chikum boom boom. He's a pimp. Chikum boom boom. The coffee soundtrack is amazing.
0: Yeah. All right. So you're already hyped for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah boy. Yeah. That's.
2: All right. All right. Oh yeah. Coffee is good stuff. I have to wipe down my chair. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we will be doing coffee from 1973, uh, directed by Jack Hill and starring the immortal Pam Greer next week Low here hammer, on the Michelle Mission. That should be a lot of fun. Alright, uh, this show will be available on, you know where you found it, on Mich- mission.com, as well as on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and every place that good podcasts be, as well as streaming as a live radio, well not live, but it's a radio show, on WPPMLP 106.5 FM in Philadelphia, People Power Media, Philly Cam Radio, for your ears. Leanne, if you want to people want to get in touch with you, Yes. Then we, we, and, uh, I, find and out. I
0: also give away free movie tickets every week. So oh, if you all right. don't want That's right else, because you've got movie and tickets. I have got movie tickets and I often have uh, foodie products to give away. Huh. So um definitely check out Tinsel and Tine. It is tinseltyne.com. T I N S E L T I N E. And most of my handles are at Tinsel Tine, except for Instagram. Somebody had the nerve to take it. So I have to have an a underscore between the Tinsel and the Tine. But you can still find her. But you can still find her. You
2: me. can find her in her, her cute little cheeks looking up at you. <laughs>
0: when
1: you.
2: Pull up her picture. It's so cute. It's so cute. And I'm not to put you on the spot, but I'm going to do this. Uh-oh. Because you do give away movie tickets. Yes. And you just got hold of some movie tickets to a hotly anticipated movie this summer.
0: Yes, Wonder Woman. all the world is waiting for you. Wonder Woman that we have uh, the screening is May 30th. May 30th. And my newsletter with the the link will go out tomorrow morning. So that will be what the 24th.
2: Oh wow, that would be cool. Because Vince needs tickets. Vince does need (laughs) tickets.
0: Yeah. I like I actually did. You he
3: took, and like, you know, I gotta take my daughter to go see Wonder Woman. Dina. Oh,
2: yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we gotta get out of here. Um. All right. So <laughs> Vince. Yes. Not, not Vince, I'm Len. No. <laughs> That's Leanne, and he's Vince, as I point to people that you can't see. <laughs> um parting, we say. We'll see you when it's time to meet again.